Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MRE Survival Guide, where we focus on meals, religion, and education. My name's David, and I'm joined with my co-host, Lisa, who's a registered dietitian nutritionist. And tonight, we're going to be talking about getting that gut shot, which is kind of like Gut Health 303. We're taking it up a couple notches, and what happens to your guts when you eat fast food? right? Many of us have seen Super Size Me that came out a while ago, but what's really going on in there? And so we're going to have Lisa jump into this and just hopefully give us some motivation to stay away from the bad stuff as we try to improve our microbiome. Last week, we talked about eating 30 different types of whole plant foods a week. So hope you're doing great. Don't forget your herbs and spices, those count, and to take care of those bacteria that already outnumber you. So you want to treat them well anyway. What do you think, Lisa? What uh, what happens? This is from an interview with Dr. Alan Desmond, who's a gastroenterologist and, in my opinion, brilliant. He really shared some very interesting things that I'm excited to share with you. So first off, there's the basics of there's no fiber, which we talked about is really important for your microbiome and feeding those bacteria. Also with processed food, there's a lot of saturated fat, which let's just say that is not doing you any favors. It's highly processed, so it's going to be missing a lot of vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients, basically the good stuff. And it has preservatives and additives, which we know aren't ideal. And we are continually learning more and more about which ones are maybe a little bit okay and which ones are more problematic. But it changes often. And so it's a good idea to just steer clear of those and let the chips fall where they may. Just stay out of that because um, I can't tell you how many times something has been put on the market and said it was generally recognized as safe. And then later they pull it because they're like, oh, actually, in hindsight, we realize it, it causes some problems. But another problem with fast food is it's going to starve your gut bacteria and they control your health. And if you're giving them more animal protein, fat and bile because they need to emulsify the fat that is in the food that you're eating. What does it mean to emulsify the fat? Basically, if you have that idea of like oil and water and they don't mix, when you emulsify, you're kind of breaking it down into smaller particles that can mix together better. Like if you shake up water and oil and there's all those little droplets of fat, it's doing it in a way that allows those little droplets of fat to mix in with everything else better instead of just constantly trying to separate out. So if you emulsify the fat and have all that in your intestines but no fiber, you're starving those bacteria that need fiber, but you are also feeding the bacteria that thrive on animal products and bile, which causes them to produce postbiotic chemicals. So to break that down, basically you're starving the good bacteria that you need and you're feeding the bacteria that you don't need so much. And then when you feed them, they're making things that are not going to be ideal for you, such as secondary bile acids, which are pro-inflammatory and linked to causing colon cancer. There's hydrogen sulfide gas, which is toxic to the lining of your gut, and it's linked to ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, which are autoimmune diseases that attack the intestine. And your gut lining is so important. It is what separates the outside world from you 
Isn't your gut lining just like one cell thick? Do I remember? I mean, I've been married to a dietitian for about a decade, so I think I've learned one or two things. Yeah, David's an honorary nutritionist. But yeah, your the lining of your gut is one cell thick, and then there's a mucus layer on top of that. And so if you disrupt that, there's, there's not a lot protecting you from things from the outside getting inside. So you've got to take good care of that gut lining because it's very delicate. Think of it as like a delicate silk. Also, eating fast food redu- reduces the number of short-chain fatty acids, which is a disaster because short-chain fatty acids are crucial for the health of your gut. What they are is the bacteria that eat fiber make short-chain fatty acids as a byproduct of eating this fiber. The short-chain fatty acids then go and they feed the cells that line your colon and they keep your intestines healthy. So you feed the bacteria fiber and they feed your cells short-chain fatty acids. And it is so important for gut health. And actually, one of my big success stories as a dietitian that I still am just so proud of is when I was still in school, my dad who has Crohn's disease was having some pretty serious issues with his Crohn's disease. And let's just say it involved going to the bathroom many, many times a day. And his doctors could not do anything for him. They tried all these different things and they were having no luck. And they did a bunch of different tests and things. And they're like, we're not really sure what's wrong or what we can do to tweak and fix this. And my dad asked me to look at his labs, which putting so much faith in me as a dietetic student, not even a dietitian yet. And I noticed that he was very low on short chain fatty acids, but still in a normal range, but a very low end of normal. And so I explained to him what they were and where they came from. And he researched up the smoothie that had resistant starches and fibers that he knew from his research was going to help feed these bacteria that made short chain fatty acids and he started drinking the smoothie. And this is not a good smoothie, guys. Like, we're, we are not talking like a, a green smoothie from Jamba Juice or something. We are talking cabbage, garbanzo beans, rice, carrots, celery. This thing is going to put hair on your chest. So not necessarily what you're going to order from, you know, your drive through smoothie place. But it did it did have results, right? It kept him off the toilet. 20 times a day. Yeah. And it totally got rid of his issues. It helped him so much. It was a complete turnaround for him. And he actually talked to his gastroenterologist about it and he recommended it to some of his patients who were experiencing similar issues and they also had similar success. However, it was not enjoyable. So many of them had a difficult time staying with it, which is understandable because I don't think I've ever been able to down one of those smoothies ever in my life. <laughs> I've tried. But there's lots of other ways besides just having this nasty smoothie, right? We don't have Crohn's, but since we don't, it sounds like we could probably have smaller, less intense doses and have good effects and maybe prevent some bigger diseases later on. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. And so when you are choosing whole foods that are going to have that fiber, you are getting those benefits without having to drink the nasty smoothie. But if you're eating those fast foods, you are depriving yourself and those bacteria of the fiber they need to make those short chain fatty acids. So just eat the whole foods in chili and other tasty forms and forego needing a cabbage smoothie. 
Another thing is feeding gut bacteria meat, which gives them carnitine, can be problematic. The carnitine, long story short, eventually gets turned into a pro-inflammatory molecule called TMAO. Just a second. So when we eat meat and that meat goes through our stomach into our intestines, that brings carnitine. So eating meat leads to the carnitine and bad things. Yeah, so the carnitine in meat feeds a certain type of bacteria, and that certain type of bacteria makes this TMAO. And we know that this contributes to heart disease. So in short, you're promoting a gut microbial environment which promotes inflammation and cancer. It can disrupt your gut lining, cause DNA damage, heart disease, all just by choosing fast food. Well, so what is that just fast food meat? What if I do like lean meats like chicken or, you know, turkey or something like that? Actually, all meat is going to have carnitine in it. And so eating any meat is going to cause this TMAO and inflammation. So what's TMAO again? That is outside of the scope of this podcast. (laughs) We are not going to get into that. But basically... It is a molecule or a metabolic byproduct of the breakdown of carnitine. But eating whole plant foods does the exact opposite of eating fast food. It promotes health in all the areas that fast food damages. And plant foods help increase the short-chain fatty acids. Now, this is where you're going to get some of the um, health world divided because does that mean you need to cut out all meat? The jury's kind of out on that. In my experience with lupus and my symptoms, yeah, if I eat any meat, I feel it. So I don't. But does that mean everyone necessarily needs to? I don't know. But is eating less meat a good idea for you and your gut bacteria? 100% yes. So what I'm hearing is, again, the focus on the plant-based whole foods, trying to get at least 30 different plants in you a week. And really, as we focus on that, kind of the natural side effect is we're eating so many of those that we'll probably be eating less meat, but we'll feel better, be healthier, have more energy, etc., etc. Yes. And so the diversity and abundance of plant foods is going to give you a diversity and abundance of bacteria in your microbiome, and it's going to impact your health for good. Another thing with your microbiome is it is all about the big picture. Exercise helps improve your microbiome. Sleep is key. Stress management, not smoking, not excessively drinking. These are all things that are going to help improve your microbiome. With health, it really is holistic. A lot of times we want to ultra simplify. You really need to be focusing on all areas of your health. So kind of like you said, stress management a bit ago, and that's where the spiritual side comes in of believing in a higher power getting outside yourself, um, doing your meditation, your scripture reading, your prayer, and having that assurance that there is a higher power. And as we do our part, that we will have peace in this life or the next. And there's just so much more than just a single headline, right? Correct. One last thought I want to leave you with is looking at African populations who are eating pretty much completely a plant-based diet, maybe a little bit of animal products, but predominantly plant-based. And they're getting 60 to 70 grams of fiber a day. Americans on average only get 14, which is less than half the recommended amount. 
And in Africa, they have virtually no colon cancer, as opposed to one out of 15 to 18 people in the US and UK getting colon cancer. And when Americans adopt a low-fat, high-fiber diet similar to what they have in Africa, their personal risk for cancer dropped down in just two weeks. So really doing these things that affect your health, they do matter. They do have an impact in your life. And you might not feel it in that moment, but if you stay consistent with it for just a couple weeks, you can see huge strides and benefits to your life. So your action plan for this week is to avoid eating fast food at all this week. And I know for some people that is going to be a challenge, but that is our challenge for you. And we have confidence in you. You can do it. You can do it. So keep working on eating your 30 different types of whole plant foods this week. Avoid your fast food and keep going. Keep having that inner peace as you listen to the MRE Survival Guide where we focus on meals, religion, and education. And thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.